If you like our podcast and you want to help support the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe. Also, you can donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash what's happening, or you can donate to us directly via PayPal. All those links can be found in the show notes. And now, it's time to know what's happening. Yeah. Are you awake yet? Did I wake you up? I hope it did. That's the reason why I made it so fucking loud. You're going to blast people's ears out and they're going to be like, well, oh, fuck this podcast. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'll probably, I'll lower the volume or whatever, but. Oh, so then or, when they or, hear or will it, I? When they hear it, they're going to be like, oh, it's normal. Ooh. Anyway, um, so thanks for uh, joining us once again. This is episode 60, 60 of what's happening. I am Six Shane. Zero. Yeah, I'm Shane. And I'm Nico. And Nico. and uh, yeah. So, um, how was your Valentine's Day? <laughs> That's like a dumb thing to ask because because <laughs> we you know we're together. So yeah, that is this is all facade, guys. Is, we're not actually together. Yeah, we we just pretend like we are for yeah. I actually for live, some reason. I actually live in like Houston, so I don't live where out of you, all the places you could choose. Why I know. Would you choose Houston? okay, Little Rock, Arkansas. That's a long way to come here well, just for. Just keep up. I this. mean, I'm getting paid pretty well, so you know they're paying me well to come. Who's here. paying you, Putin? Putin, Trump, Hillary Clinton. For some reason, I don't know. Um, Hillary Clinton. Bloomberg. I mean, he's got billions of dollars. He's he can afford random people to. He can. He can afford random <laughs> people. He can afford to pay random people to do some random show that I'll probably talk shit about him later on in this episode. But yeah, whatever. Well, anyway, <laughs> if we're gonna talk about our Valentine's Day. So we just went to a restaurant, but today, like, we're gonna we're gonna go on a special date. That's why we gotta finish this podcast well, today, up today, as in like as today is Sunday recording. So. But then when they hear it, it'll be like the next day or Monday or whatever. So it'll be like Monday is the next day after yeah. Sunday. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I forgot how days worked and how the week went. But anyway, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be. It was a good uh, good weekend, right? Good mm-hmm. Valentine's Day weekend, all that good stuff. anyway um so what was the uh what was some things that happened during the week whatever like some anti-social list social ist sorry if if you're just hearing the podcast i'm wearing a shirt that says Mm anti-socialist but the social part is um the anti-social the anti-social part is in white and then the ist part is in red so it can be anti-social and anti-socialist. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, if you want to get that shirt, you can go over um, to the link in our in our iTunes or and or YouTube link. I don't know. Yeah, wherever your uh, get your podcast, you should be able to click the link there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. For Liberty Tees. Yeah, from, from Liberty Tees. Yeah. Okay, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Libertarian Country. Libertarian Country is your place for all of your Liberty apparel needs. They have t-shirts, mugs, bottle openers, beer koozies, books, and many more. Use our promo code HAPA, H-A-P-A, for 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code HAPA for 10% off. Thanks, Libertarian Country, and thank you for your support. Um, But yeah, so uh, good plug at the beginning of the show. Um, 
Not like we don't plug, you know, at the beginning of the show before we actually do. All right, thing. this is getting awkward. Just, just move <laughs> anyway, on. So yeah, so uh, for, you know, Michael Bloomberg, as people know, he's in the race because he can afford it. He has billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, right? He can just fork. Yeah, over. I mean, when they when they show like in comparison to the other candidates, how much money they're worth mm-hmm. or like their net worth or whatever, it's crazy. Like he's like. What a hundred times the size of what I, Trump is? Yeah, something like that. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, and I don't know like how a hundred percent accurate or how they got the funds. But I think it was from like Business Insider. They had this little yeah. And businesses, Business Insider to me seems a little bit more reliable, I guess, than other places. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't yeah, know. probably. But um, yeah. So they had like I think Pete Buttigieg was only like a hundred thousand dollars, and then Bernie Sanders I think it was like two or three million dollars worth or something like that, which is mm. pretty funny. Um, but yeah, then Trump was I think he was worth like three billion or something like that, and then Bloomberg was what like sixty-two billion. Oh really? Yep. Jeez. But was I guess sixty-two that, billion or million? I don't know. I think it was billion because he was the number billions one. Billions and billions. And then it was Trump, and then Tom Steyer, which which is funny because like we've we've seen quite a bit of Tom Steyer's ads, but we've seen Bloomberg's like, like all the time. Oh, did you hear? Uh, this is unrelated. Like we didn't get an article for this, but I should have gotten an article for this Yeah. because I saw it the other day. Um, Bloomberg has hired a meme team, just like Warren, I guess. Oh. And so like memes are everywhere about him now. Oh, I saw that. Uh, like Katie Kirk was talking about that on real time. He was like, did you know that, that uh, Bloomberg has hired a, like you said, a, a meme team or something to combat Trump. And I'm thinking you're combating Trump. This is like, it's like they haven't, you know, and I know people have said this multiple times and in, in, in all this, but it's like, you haven't learned, like, so your whole focus now is to defeat Trump. Like we get it. You, know, you don't like Trump or whatever, but it's like, okay, you, you want to beat Trump. That's fine. But what are your ideas and what are you going to do to help? The country, like, you know, what are you going to do? Help the country when you're president, right? Other than not being because, Trump, you know, because Trump is apparently he's a good meme, you know, he's, he can meme well, I guess, and you know, he says bad words or something like that. We need someone, we need some people who can do the same thing, right? Something like that. Yeah. Well, the thing that's funny is like if you would have said that a couple years ago, like mm-hmm. oh, if you want to become president, you have to be a good memer. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I mean. Trump's really um, going to be. I mean, I don't know. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, he's really flipped the whole office on its head. But anyway. Flipped the Oval Office on its head? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, what's happening now is that, you know, it's getting serious with Bloomberg. He's, he's being really serious about his presidency. It's getting so serious that it's reporting. It's reported that he's considering Hillary Clinton as his running mate. Which, I mean, if that's not... Like, if that's not completely tone deaf and out of touch in terms of what happened in the last, I mean, I know Hillary Clinton got the most, you know, the popular vote. We get that, but she's not president. Donald Trump is president. Well, I mean, like, how do you know that it's his choice? I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. The next thing you'll know, like, you know, he'll become president and then, and then he'll mysteriously die. And then, yeah, you're seeing a lot of that. Um, You're seeing a lot of that. Well, I mean, on, on social media, it's like all those. Um, you mean people are saying that, right? Yeah, saying. I thought that. you meant like people are killing other people to become president. <laughs> You're seeing seen, a lot of that. Lately. I've seen Hillary actually kill people. I mean, shh, don't tell me why I said that, but what? I'll make plans for your funeral. Thanks. Um, but yeah, this whole thing stemmed because of a, a Drudge report. Uh, 
and I guess it was like, because it says on in this new New York Post article that uh, um, it was sources close to the campaign told a Drudge report about this, um, and yeah, so I don't know. But then Bloomberg's communications director did not deny the rumored matchmaking effort. Said we are focused on the primary and the debate, not VP speculation. So it's kind of like, eh, is this really happening? Like, is it you know, are they really it's like maybe, but not really? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's like too early to kind of speculate. Yeah, to speculate on this stuff. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know, like, like the the things that could happen. You know, it, it was like if because there's obviously all those you know theories and and all those actions about Hillary Clinton and the Clintons in general, people dying or that people surround themselves with them and. Mm -hmm. So then if he does surround himself with Hillary Clinton, then that means he's, he's going to have to bring all that baggage that comes along with her. And then say he does mysteriously die. Well, if he does become president, he mysteriously dies. And then she's the president. She's like, well, I guess I'm the president. Hey, I know I didn't win. Or, you know, I'm, now I'm the president now. So first woman president, even though I didn't actually become president. You know, I wasn't elected. Kind of, even though I was the vice presidential nominee and again, became vice president. So I don't know if that's the reason why someone would not or someone would vote for Bloomberg because Hillary Clinton's the vice president. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like uh, people are done with that. And to think that that should even be an option is ridiculous. Yeah. And also like with Pete Buttigieg and, and Amy Klobuchar doing better than I think a lot of people were thinking they were going to do in these debates and, and not yeah, just debates, but the national polls and the why are they even still caucuses. there? Yeah. And then, and then, of course, Bernie Sanders is, is doing well. And all of the, you know, most of the, um, like, speculation around that is, of course, you know, Pete Buttigieg is a CIA uh, like operative. Or, you know, the CIA likes him. And, they're, you know, and Amy Klobuchar is also moderate. So they're trying to get them two moderates. Hmm. Because you see all the articles where Bernie Sanders got number one. I think it was, like, New Hampshire or something like that. Yeah. Where Bernie Sanders got number one. But they're like, the big story is Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar got second and third. So that's what the real story is. And it's like, well, who was first? No, it's like this is just a repeat <laughs> of like the 2016 thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, I did like, um, before we started recording, we were talking about how it's going to be interesting if Bloomberg did somehow get the nomination mm -hmm. that Bernie Sanders might have to be like, Oh, I endorse him, even though he's his whole message is to be against billionaires. Right. And Bloomberg's a 62 billionaire. Something six, like 62 that. 62 yeah. billionaire. Is that how you say that? Sure. Anyway. But he's, he's yeah, that would be interesting money, to see if Bernie Sanders loses, mm -hmm. will he have to endorse a millionaire or a billionaire? Yeah. And then, yeah, if that happens, what, what are the supporters going to say? Are they're gonna be like, man, you just roll over every just, time. Are they just, yeah, they're just gonna sit back and be like, well, Bernie Sanders supporting another person that uh, we don't like. Because I do see a lot of the Bernie Sanders supporters, you know, they're like, man, this Michael Bloomberg, like, he's a freaking racist and done all this terrible oh my stuff gosh, and all some, that. Some lady like went up to him during. I wish I had the video. Some lady went up to him during one of his speeches and yeah. like went up to the podium and then taped a sign to his podium that said that he's a racist and he supports racist policies. So is it going to like say Bloomberg does become the nominee. So is it going to be like, who's the least racist uh, person we can, uh, you know, vote for president Donald Trump or Michael Bloomberg. Hmm. 
Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think the main reason too that they're all saying that he's a racist, at least at least one of the topics that I know of one of the issues is the whole stop and frisk. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that was the big one for him. And so I mean know. that kind of makes sense. How can you support someone if you are claimed to be against that mm -hmm. who who supported that policy? Yeah, I know. So I mean I don't know, it's gonna be weird if that actually happens. And then yeah, like you said, like Bernie Sanders supports Bloomberg or even any of the other moderate candidates. Like say Pete gets the nomination. What is he gonna be like? Yeah, I, I endorsed Pete. He's the best chance to beat Donald Trump. It's like It's like, are you sure about that? It's like you did the same thing when Hillary Clinton won. You're like, yeah, I'll endorse. And, I, and I'm pretty sure, I don't know how many, but I'm sure there's a good number of Bernie Sanders supporters who are like, I can't support you now because you supported one of the worst Yeah, and then they'll just vote nominated. for Trump. Yeah. Vote for Trump or didn't vote at all. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what about that other article that kind of contradicts what we just said? Well, it kind of goes along with that, I think, because it kind of said in that other article that I had um, that we just showed. But this one, kinda, I guess, goes more into detail, but... It's basically saying that he downplays this whole thing about, you know, Hillary Clinton being the running mate. And a lot of the reason I think is because, well, it's from the Drudge Report and, and a lot of people see Drudge as like a conservative mm -hmm. uh, news site or whatever. And so they kind of, you know, and of course, a lot of like the, the Democrats and liberals don't really take that site all too seriously, all that, all that much. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, you know, it's So not. they're kind of, I, from what I'm reading here and mm -hmm. then based on the other article, it kind of sounds like you could go either way because you could play up an article saying like, well, he said that he, or he didn't deny that he would do it. And then right, right. in here, it's kind of saying like, well, he didn't deny that he would make her vice president, but he also didn't say that he would. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's also that speculation too, of you know, Hillary Clinton going into the nation. She's like, you guys aren't doing well. I, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go and become the nominee, whatever. You know, because I'm Hillary Clinton and I deserve the presidency because I'm, I'm who I am. She said she wouldn't do that. Remember? I mean, she'll say one thing and maybe she'll do something completely different the, you know, the next second. I don't know. That is true. If Amy Klobuchar gets out, maybe she'll be like, well, now I'm, I'm going to come in because I'm the only woman. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Well, Elizabeth Warren's still in. even though. Oh, yeah. I forgot about her. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's but so I heard funny. she's not doing too well. Yeah, these uh, caucuses, the Iowa and the New Hampshire caucuses, weren't weren't too great for Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren. Those are like the two that now that like you know the Kamala Harris was out and and Beto Warwick was out and, and Julian Castro was also kind of trying to be pushed by the mainstream media for like a couple of seconds. But now that it's Pete and and Amy Klobuchar, they're trying to push them now. Because, well, originally, a New York Times had endorsed. I think it was New York Times. They endorsed Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar. Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren didn't do so well in these caucuses, or as well as people thought she was going to do. Same with Joe Biden. Amy Klobuchar, I think, did better than I think a lot of people were, were thinking. So I don't know. It, it's it's all up in the air. But I still think of Klobuchar as a Pokemon. Doesn't it sound like a Pokemon. I choose you, Klobuchar. I choose. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know. Uh, what? I think we should move on now because oh. <laughs> I feel like I could go. We, I feel like we can. I feel like we could do a whole episode on this and just keep going on and on and on. Hmm. All right, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Infinite CBD. What is CBD? CBD is one of the many compounds inside the hemp and cannabis plants. 
Although CBD is in the marijuana plant, Infinite CBD uses pure hemp-derived CBD isolate that contains no THC. Our CBD is straight from an industrial hemp farm that produces pure and clean, testing above 99% CBD isolate. I use the Freezing Point Topical Cream and the Topical Salve to soothe my muscles, especially my neck and back, and it feels great. Use our promo code HAPA10, H-A-P-A, and the number 10 for 10% off your order. Again, HAPA10 for 10% off. Thanks, Infinite CBD, and thank you for your support. Okay, so yeah, and then this actually this next story has been like all over the social media sphere. Yeah, for some reason, to the, and to the point where I I don't know honestly, I don't know it's, but yeah. Anyway, so this Guardian article says there's a huge fight over reclining your airline seat. Is capitalism to blame? Like that's the whole thing here. Capitalism is the whole reason. The, is the reason why it's you know. So that lady. Wait, wait, her- wait. Let's go, let's go over the whole thing oh, first, okay. so that people. Okay. If you don't know, because you've been under a rock, or you're just not on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of days ago, or was it? Maybe it was yesterday. I don't know. It, it, okay, it, yeah. I guess by the time you hear this, a couple of days ago, there was a video posted of a woman recording a guy behind her on an airplane. So she had reclined her seat and the guy behind her was, it was the last seat in the airplane. So it was, you know, against the wall. So obviously he can't recline his seat. And since he was reclined or sorry, since she was reclined, I guess he felt like he didn't have enough room. Mm -hmm. So he was passive aggressively punching her seat instead of asking her to, you know, move up a little bit. Right. So, then there was like a debate online about it saying like that lady's an asshole for reclining her seat. And then other people were saying that guy is a baby for not just dealing with it. It's only a however many hour flight, just deal with it until you get on the ground, you Mm -hmm. know? And for some reason it's become really divisive, but I feel like this guardian article is like, I think the every, hottest take. I think even, even like, if you're whatever side you're on, you can look at this article and be like, yeah, that's fucking dumb, right? Yeah. And we were going to go through the whole article because we hadn't read it actually because we wanted to. Yeah, be, we'll briefly grow, grow go through <laughs> the whole article. We wanted here. to be you know, our authentic uh, reaction. So uh, the subtext here under the, like, there's a huge fight over reclining your airline. See, it's capitalism to blame. And it says, recline or don't recline. It's your call. But remember, the greed of airlines and shrieking space to reap profits makes them the true villains. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Before we even start this. How many? Aren't they? Okay. <laughs> Isn't the mainstream media pushing for we're going to live in pods and we need to live in cities? Mm-hmm. And we need to, you know, make more use of our space and build vertically because the American dream home out in the suburbs is like white supremacy or something like that. Well, what the corporate press wants is they want those pods to be shot up and, you know, oh, you want to go to uh, Anchorage, Alaska? We're not going to fly there because through the airliners, we're just going to put a pod in there. All right, you're going to be in Anchorage, Alaska, Alaska in 10 minutes. Yeah, but you know how the pods work, right? How? Really? Okay. So a couple months ago, that they had written some articles about pods that were starting in, I don't know if it was Los Angeles or if it was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But um, basically what happens is like it's a communal space where a bunch of people live, but you get your own like little pod where it's like a bed yeah. and that's your room. 
Hmm. And then you share like a bathroom and stuff. So to me, it's weird that they're like the mainstream media or the corporate press, whatever you want to call it, will push for, you know, urban living Hmm. and innovation in regards to that, which is usually, I mean, really good examples are like Hong Kong or Japan where the spaces are really small. Yeah. But then they'll also say that airlines, you know, having really small spaces in their planes is due to capitalism. Well, I mean, you want to so get what? you want to get as many people to your to the destination as possible, right? But the airplane is only so big. What we need to make the airplane three times as big so we can get more people on the plane, right? But to me, it sounds like they want the seats to be bigger, which well, first of all, I guess that goes along with the a fat acceptance movement because you right. know fat people think that it's oppression to or some of the fat activists i mean mm-hmm. um think that it's oppression to not have like bigger seats or that if they need to buy two seats and it's oppression right yeah i've i've heard a couple of fat activists talk about that but anyway so then the other thing is like if you want a bigger seat then you would just buy business or first class but I guess making a profit off of that, selling a better feature equals capitalism bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, let's see what else they have to say. Um, a riveting piece of cinema has captured the world's attention, sparking endless debate about the perils of life under capitalism. No, not Parasite, but a 30-second really? video. Yeah. No, uh, but a 30-second video of an altercation on an airplane Posted to Twitter, like the Oscar-winning film, it reminds us how the baked-in incentives of greed and competition pit us needlessly against one another, robbing us of our humanity in turn. The video, which has swiftly marshaled partisans on either side of a long-standing and heated debate about the relative merits of ethical reclining, was shared widely after being posted by a reporter from a Fox News station in Washington on Wednesday. And then the, the, the tweet there is included. Like you said. Yeah, the Fox News reporter just basically says, like, who's right and who's wrong? Mm -hmm. But already I'm just like, why are – like, the fact that we're even talking about this is so first world problems. I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, Well, as you explained in the video, uh, a man punches the reclined seat of a woman – of the women in front of him persistently, which I think is just one woman. I don't know why they say of the women, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, what is she, like multiple people now? Well, they call her fat. Seated in the last row of the plane, like many in that space, his seat does not have the option to recline. Well, if we look here at the – it's probably because it looks like he's at like the very back of the plane, I'm guessing, right? And usually those seats are cheaper. I just know that from experience. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It looks like it. Maybe it's, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it looks like, cause it looks like there's something behind him, his chair. So maybe that's why he can't recline because he's yeah. literally sitting in, right, right in front of a wall. Yeah. Uh, the woman in question uh, posted to Twitter last week. I was returning from a teacher's convention. The man asked me with an attitude to put my seat up because he was eating. Now, when, when she says with an attitude, that's, subjective because maybe he maybe he thought he was being polite but to her he was being an asshole so i don't know uh to put my seat up because he was eating and i did i then reclined it again when he was finished at that point he started hammering away at me that's when i started videoing and tried to call the fa by a fair estimate reaction from the tens of thousands of responses seems to be evenly divided she is inconsiderate and she is in the wrong no debate needed one twitter user posted 
if you weren't supposed to recline the seat, they wouldn't put a button in your armrest that causes the seat to recline, said another. Yeah, so if there's an option, then if and you use the option, I guess you're evil for using that option. That they well, make, the thing that you know. bothers me is like he seems like he's just being a child, and also you're flying on a fucking airplane, right? So you're already. I mean, maybe you could be like, oh, I'm not flying anywhere special or whatever. It doesn't make make any difference. But it's like you're still flying on a fucking airplane. All right. So I'm. I just want to skip ahead into the into the the meat of the article because obviously. I can see that their point here by like putting different responses mm -hmm. to the article is they're trying to say like, Oh, we're all being put pit against each other. But the real, the real problem is capitalism. So uh, we'll, we'll figure out where that okay. starts. Okay. Yeah, here we go. While there's more than enough interpersonal blame to go around, the true villains here <laughs> are the airlines themselves who have a long, who have a long conspired, to maximize every inch of space to reap profits at the expense of their customers in a process called decentification. Um, all right. So as with any predatory capitalist industry, a failure by governments to constrain exploitation plays a role in our suffering. Oh, okay. So the point of their article is saying that, oh my gosh, there's kids running out there and yelling. Capitalism. What? Anyway, so I guess what they're saying is that since there's no regulation, there's not enough regulation on yeah. this airplane, government government needs to step in and regulate the space that they can make the seats so that... But I thought it was already like that. I thought the... Oh, yeah. I Airlines are very heavily yeah, regulated. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. So what more regular... Well, instead of it being six inches, what would it needs to be like... 20 inches so I can stretch my legs out. But that's the, you know, and that's the whole reason why they have like, when you're in the exit row, that's the reason why it's more expensive. Not only because you have the responsibility of, oh, you know, in the case of an emergency or whatever, but you're also able to stretch your legs out because there's more space between you and the seat in front of you. Yeah. And I don't know, to me, I feel like if, if you, they had more competition, just like if you don't like a certain airline, you can fly in a different airline depending right. on what airport you're at. So like even for us, when we if we fly Frontier or Spirit, then mm -hmm. you'll buy like the big front seat or whatever it's called. Right. I don't see the problem with buying more features of different types of seats. I don't think it's exploitive. I think that like if an airline wants to offer something else that's better, then more people will go to that. Airline. We'll also think about it like this too. Say you do get. You know, you, you're able to sit in, in business class and you have to pay, you know, all that extra money or even first class, whatever. You pay all that extra money for it. The reason why you're paying for all the extra money is because you're paying for the um, not only for the service, like the extra service you get. Because obviously when you're in the economy class, you don't get as much of a service or yeah. like a more of a, like a meal choice or whatever. So especially for an international flight. But you know, you're not just paying for the service, but you're paying for them to provide the service because they have to have all those meals prepared for you. So you have to pay for that. Mm -hmm. You're not just paying for the seat itself, you're paying for all the extra stuff that comes with it. All the amenities. Yeah, all the amenities. You're and you know, again, with international flights, especially, you're paying for all like the um like if it's an overnight flight, you're paying for you know sleepwear and all this other stuff that you're that's provided for you when you're when you fly first in business class. That's and also it's more of a personal seat and that's the reason why again it's more expensive because you're paying for the many of being more personal more just you know individual yeah. are we supposed to start complaining about like train seats and stuff now right. i don't know 
I just, I was reading the rest of this article right here, and I think it's really rich that they also say that since they have such bad conditions on top of all the other nightmares of flying experience from mm -hmm. the authoritarian security theater at the gates, who do you think does that? That's the government. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But no, that's capitalism. That's the whole, that's whole, capitalism. Like the yeah. whole TSA, you know, rubbing up against your privates. That's because of capitalism, not because the government's like, man, 9-11 was a fucking travesty. We need to do something about this. We can't, that stuff will never happen again. Right. Yeah. But instead they just, you know, they have oh, to. Oh, this person. They over have here? to take me aside because I have a bar of soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. <laughs> or yeah. I have to get a pat down because I'm wearing a skirt. I've had like the weirdest experiences. Yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, so then they they talk about the increase in costs and mm -hmm. the slow removal of courtesies that were once taken for granted, like meals, and actually being able to take luggage with you. It's no wonder that people are ripping at each other's throats. But this isn't necessarily a flaw of capitalism. It's the entire point. Wait, what? Rate of patch. I can't read. Maybe you should read. Rate of passenger irritation is merely a data point for airlines trying to determine where the line between customer hardship and maximum profit is. No doubt much expense has gone into drawing up actuarial tables pinpointing down to the last millimeter the difference when it comes to our seats between a tolerable experience and a torturous one. I don't know. I just feel like... The whole experience of flying is amazing. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think it's a very petty thing to complain about. And I know I'm going to fuck this up, but it's like that Louis C.K. joke. It's like, you know, you're you're complaining about all this stuff in an airline and all this stuff. It's like, you're fucking flying in the sky. Yeah. In a tube. Like, we weren't able to do that 100 years ago. Now we're – you see airplanes up, up in the sky all the time. And you're complaining about, oh, I can't. I'm not able to do that. So you're in the fucking sky. If you weren't able to travel to your grandparents for the holidays, you have to go on fucking horse. It'll take you, what, months, especially from state to state. I don't know. Yeah, and also, like, even for you, because you're really tall and you have problems in planes, you still would, like, I don't know, like, not sympathize with the guy who's mm -hmm. punching the lady, right? Am I right? I mean, if I was the one reclining the seat and someone was doing that, it would definitely be irritating. But then if I was in, in the guy's situation and the seat was like right here, that would probably be a problem too. But I don't know if I would just be doing this all the time because I'm just like, you're just causing a problem. I think both of them have – like I, I can understand every person's viewpoint. I know. You have to take a side. You have to take a side. Yeah. Why can't you take a side? What are you, a pussy? No, I'm just saying that both of them, I, in my opinion, are – you know, the lady is like, well, there's the options there. I'm not allowed – Why? if I'm not allowed to use the option, why is it there in the first place? Mm -hmm. And then the guy is also, I think, right kind of too because it's kind of irritating to have some random chair right in front of your face like this. You know, I don't know how far the seat reclines, but it must have been enough for him to be like, punch it, you fucking bitch, fucking decline your fucking seat, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like um, maybe that guy has some other problems. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was just having a bad day because I know I know how they can go with traveling. It can definitely be a long ass fucking day. It's stressful, yeah. you know, especially if you're late and all, you know going through security. It, it's it's a long time. It's a, you know it can be a long wait and it can be very irritable. I get it, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, and like on the other hand, I also I never recline my seat when I'm doing stuff like that just because I'm very aware of the people around me. Yeah, I don't know, but 
you know, some people probably like, you know, the older Karens, you know, right. probably don't give a shit. Well, also, I think then that lady later on, isn't she like suing? Oh, yeah. So American American Airlines put out a statement saying like that maybe you should ask before you recline your seat, blah, blah, blah. And so that lady's now suing American Airlines. I, mean, I don't see luck. I don't see what the problem is with them saying that like, hey, you know, don't just do it because, you know, maybe it's OK if I, you know, recline my seat. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I just I don't see what the problem is with that. You know, because I don't think someone does, especially like you don't know these people. Yeah. You don't know like almost unless obviously unless you're with family or, or friends, whatever. You don't know hardly anyone else. You've, you've never met them ever. You're probably never seen them again after you get off the plane, right? So you I hope don't. You'll never see <laughs> yeah, them again. I know, right? But I'm follow you home. But I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't see what the problem is with asking, or with American Airlines saying just you know if you don't want to have this situation arise again. Maybe you should ask, or even ever, just ask the person behind you. Hey, is it okay if I recline my seat? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, all they all they'll say is, "That's fine. I don't, I don't care." Or, "No, it's it's okay." And then there you go. That's it. Oh, okay. You don't want to? Okay, that's fine. We'll do it then. Cool. cool. Yeah. I'll just you know try to do something else to get relaxed, whatever. Because you know, and again, do something else to get relaxed. <laughs> Sorry, but but again, though, it's like I get it. You know, sometimes those seats aren't the most comfortable, right? But the whole point of being in an, in an airplane to go from one place to another is to get to that place safely. I know. And know? I mean, this I've been on an international flight that took 35 hours. Yeah, I wanted to kill myself by the end of that. But I made it through. Mm -hmm. And on one of the flights, because I had to connect four times, on one of the flights, a guy spilled, like right in the beginning of a nine-hour flight, the guy spilled a beer in my lap. Oh, yeah. And then a lady from that. behind oh, me stuck her foot in my face for eight hours. But I still got through it without punching anyone. I know if, that, if it was me, I don't know. I would be so pissed if that happened to me. I'd be like. I know. I had like a lap you... full of beer and, and a foot in my face. It was. I would have I would have been yeah. like, can I, you know, I don't know if it would have happened. But it's like, this is not good. Like, I don't know if I'm like. Yeah. Because that would be so uncomfortable, especially knowing that the flight is going to be that long or much Oh, yeah. Longer. I mean, it got all dry eventually, oh, but it was God. disgusting. And then you're smelling it, too. It just yeah, goes, it was like, it just circulates in the air. Yeah, and the guy who was drinking the beer next to me, I guess he got real drunk because then he fell asleep and started snoring <laughs> on my shoulder. It was oh, really no. bad. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend flying economy across a very long span, especially internationally. Well, I mean – for if you can people, help that's it, that's the only option you can have. I but, mean, like me, like that's right, the only option. Right. But yeah, also just don't fly Jet Airways. That's <laughs> that's the real lesson here. And then Jared always here. This is like, how dare you talk crap about our airline? I know they're gonna they're gonna sue me now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Guess we'll just move on now. Yep. Took too much time on that. But no, it was a good it's a good discussion because I think it's it's just I don't know it's ridiculous to blame capitalism for that. I don't know. Maybe if someone else can explain better why capitalism should be to blame, then maybe let us know. Yeah, and what's the alternative? It, yeah. But anyway, um, so this next article that we wanted to talk about is um, – you know, government being great. Yeah. Again. Well, it's like this lately, this article before was, was like, oh, we need more regulation because, you know – the We need more regulation to, you know, make sure that the airlines And they're talking about the TSA doing all that stuff because the capitalism is like, really? Come on. So – like you said, more government shenanigans um, from reason. 
Virginia is about to require a government license for, quote, art therapy because glue and scissors are, quote, potentially dangerous. The real motive for laws like this has nothing to do with scissors and glue. It's all about protectionism. Yeah. So I know some people make fun of the job called art therapy mm -hmm. and being an art therapist, but I do know some art therapists and they make some good money yeah. freelancing. Um, I mean, if, unless they have to get, according to this article, they're going to have to get a, a license and a, a master's degree. Like what the hell? But uh, otherwise, it is a legit job, and, and there are types of therapy where people feel um, like like if regular therapy doesn't work, mm -hmm. you know, just talking to someone, there are different types of therapy, and one of those types is art therapy, and some people have found that it really helps them. So I do think that it's a legitimate job. Yeah. I'm going to read a couple of the paragraphs here, It's because especially this first one's pretty funny. There is no word on whether kindergartners will continue to be allowed to use these tools that in the hands of unlicensed adults apparently constitute a risk to public safety. Because you know, if, if an adult isn't licensed, they use a it doesn't go, ah, I'm going to kill this five-year-old. Fuck you, you know, because I'm not licensed, right? Yeah. I mean, like, but does that mean that kids have to get licensed too? <laughs> That'd be funny. It's like, okay, all you kids, you can have to take a test. To, to be able to, we're gonna have to test your uh, scissor skills, like not and not in a sexual way, because that's fucking weird. Oh god! So, <laughs> so we're gonna what we're gonna do is you're gonna have to put the scissors in your fingers, right? And then you're gonna you're gonna like use them, gonna cut the paper, and then see how well you do. And if you do good enough, then we'll license you. If not, you're not allowed to use scissors or glue because of toxins and sharp edges and what all is that this, good the stuff. UK? Yeah. Um, the Virginia State Senate voted unanimously this week to approve the legislation, sending the bill to the state assembly for further consideration. It was voted unanimously to approve this. The bill would create a new license for art therapists, but it is largely silent on the requirements for obtaining such a license. Of course they are. Why would they tell you exactly what you need to do for requirements? They're not going to tell you until after it's passed. You know, we got It's like Nancy Pelosi. You got to know. We got to pass the bill before you know what's in it. You got to pass it to know what's in it. Yeah. Instead of instead, the legislator legislature intends to offload the those details to a newly created board. We need a. Oh new my god, we we need a board. Come on, how many boards do we need for this bullshit? Are you serious? We need a board of people to tell us how to use scissors and glue. What about like people who cook and they have to use kitchen shears to you know cut meat or something like that? I guess they have to be licensed too, right? It's a separate license, not just for them being a chef, but they have to have a separate license to use those kitchen shears. Right? Get your shares. Get your shares. So dumb. Like, I can't believe this is crazy. And it's funny that you're talking about art therapy. Um, it says, art therapy is no more dangerous than arranging flowers. It's a growing practice. Like you're saying, it's, it's, it's one of those, like you're saying too, about therapy. There's different ways of, because people, mm -hmm. people kind of, um, what is it? Uh, Respond different. To yeah. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Cause you know, some people, like you say, you know, you can't just like talk to them. They can't do that. So they, you know, okay, draw your experience. Okay. I'll, I can draw cause I'm going yeah. to draw better than talk. So, but it's just crazy to me to think Man, that you you're going to get a license in 12 States for that. It's a growing person. One that is sadly already licensed in some form by 12 other States that incorporates psychotherapy with. Oh, wow. Look, they said that Louisiana has a florist licensing board. So wait, you need to have a license in order to arrange flowers properly. Yeah. Oh, because if you have a license, that means you don't prick your fingers on roses.
But if you're not licensed, that means that happens all the time. I feel like government is really good at making up committees and you know boards and how things much the people that, on the boards can be paid that they don't need. I know. Can I get on that? Can I be on the florist licensing board? Yeah. Can we, we'll just move to Louisiana and I'll do that because then I can tell people whether it's safe or not to to arrange right. flowers. I'll let you all know that when you arrange flowers, uh, the the license itself is two hundred dollars. And that's going to go right into my pocket, right into my pocket, not your pocket, not anyone else's pocket, mine, because that's how awesome I am. Okay, so this is the reason why they were going to create the new license. Mm -hmm. It says, quote, basic art tools such as paint and glue, which contain toxic chemicals that could harm should they be inhaled or ingested, scissors, which have sharp edges capable of causing cuts or punctures, mm -hmm. And objects such as clay, if thrown, could be considered potentially dangerous. Okay. Really? So it's not like kids haven't been – because that's like another kind of joke too that kids, you know, like have you sniffed glue? Have you swallowed glue? You know, you tasted yeah. it or whatever? Well, they probably need to get this license then. I mean, if adults have to get it, well, then kids should have to get it too. Not only that, if, if, if you're a student or if the kids at a – Teach or with the teacher, or whatever, and the teacher's telling the students, "Hey, maybe it should be the teacher's responsibility to tell the kids don't swallow the glue because it's potentially harmful to you." So you're telling me that the teachers have to get this license? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, why would they need the license? For, it's like you need the license in order for you to tell these kids that it's harmful to, to sniff glue. Because we don't have common sense. We yeah. need to legislate common sense. It's not like it's already on the package of glue. Do not swallow this product. Or something like that. I'm sure something along the like with you know. Or How do you know? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, why would they? I Look, don't know. Like, the same report recommends that the state require a master's degree mm -hmm. in art therapy to be part of the determined criteria for obtaining an art therapy license. So you have to have a master's degree in order to be a, an art therapist. You know, I feel like that is just funneling money into the into the university because it's yeah. like. You really don't like to me. You don't need a master's degree in art and be to be able to tell people how to express themselves through art. Well, the reason why you need the master's degree is because you need to differentiate between what like a, um like a I don't know like a what's some art what's some artist names like a, like a Van Gogh as opposed to a Rembrandt. And you need to tell me the difference between those because no other ordinary person is going to know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, you need to know that to, in order to use scissors. Yeah. Uh, it also says that only two university, oh, only two universities in the state offer a master's degree in art therapy. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe they're in. I don't know. I'm just speculating here, but maybe they're in some sort of deal with these universities. The Virginia Board of Health Professions report also notes that mandatory licensing would allow art therapists to charge higher rates for the services. Funny how that happens when you start erecting artificial barriers to competition, right? I know. And then, you know, what's going to happen? A lot of people won't be able to do it because now it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. And then those people will have a harder time getting clients. Yep. I don't know. I feel like uh, this is just another example of... Government killing the the industry in which they're trying to help. One, one study, and this is about um, excessive licensing. One study has found that licensing laws across all 50 states resulted in 2.85 million fewer jobs and cost customers more than $200 billion annually. Oh, good job, government. Yeah. Good job. 
I don't know. It's just crazy that, the, 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 you know, like you need, I, I guess you're going to need a license now to tell kids, like we've been saying, to kind of like wrap it up with, well, with this whole thing. And like, adults who do art therapy. Yeah. So what, but, so it's just, you're just going to need the license if you're an art therapist, right? Or if you're like mm -hmm. a, anything like that. So, okay. So what if I'm like a, a dad teaching my child? That's okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't need a license to just watch. There's going to be black markets of, of uh, art therapists. Well, I'll, I'll pay you under the table. To like, what if like, art a, like what if like a child protective services comes to your house and be like, I need to make sure you have a, a license to be able to hold that scissors. It's like, what do you plan on doing with the scissor? Well, Are you going to create some art? I was, I was because planning then, on, then was, you need a license for that. Well, I was planning on making some art. I was planning on, you know, get some hot dogs and cut them up in little pieces and, Oh, that's dangerous. That's some. That's violence. We're gonna have to take your child away. What kind of art are you doing with the hot dogs? I don't know. Put him in the pot and cooking them. This isn't culinary uh, class. Anyway. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna teach my child how to cook when they're you know when they're young, so they know when they when they're older they know how to cook or at least know you know what's what's in the food. You're gonna teach our kid how to cook. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. So you know, in terms of like, I guess like if you want to have a child, you need mm -hmm. to find a date, right? And of course, this was Valentine. This is like I guess this is our Valentine. This was our episode, this is our really good transition into our next article. Yeah, I don't know. It probably was bad, but anyway, um, this one's kind of I don't know. To me, it was kind of surprising, but also kind of like it's one of those things where you're thinking, well, how come no one else thought of this before, right? Mm -hmm. But anyway, you could meet your Valentine on this video only dating app created by comedian Norm Macdonald. He actually like co-created it, but of course, Norm Macdonald's the big name, so they say it. And this is this article comes out of People Magazine, mm -hmm. by the way. Uh, so Norm McDonald is getting serious about the future of online dating and he believes it's time to switch things up in a major way this Valentine's Day. So the main, the main thing about this dating app and it's called Loco, L-O-K-O, is that users are, uh, have to use video in order to talk to people. It's not just text messaging or anything like that, or even just pictures. You have to actually talk to them. Yeah. And with you have video. to send video in order to talk to them. Yeah. So. so no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it eliminates, like, I, I think some people will be draw, drawn to that because you can't really hide things on video. Mm -hmm. So you can't hide your demeanor. You can't pretend like you're normal and actually be creepy. And then you won't waste so much time meeting people. And, you know, you can't Photoshop your face. Yeah, yeah. Just gonna, or anything like yeah. that. Or you can't get, like, a super good angle mm -hmm. that, where you can't show yeah. people that you're actually fat. Something like that. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, and they're saying that you can have multiple dates at one, at, you know, one day or whatever. And then if you like that person, then you can continue to talk to them, whatever, or even possibly meet them in, you know, in, in person or anything like that. But I really think like having that video element, like I said, you can't hide anything or at least not as easy as you can do with just like text and pictures or anything like that. So I think this is a good, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's good to, you know, I think this is a good option, which is crazy. Like I was saying earlier, like how come no one had thought of this before? Or maybe they tried, but it just didn't work out or whatever. But it's also like, you know, sometimes when you're messaging someone or you're texting them, and especially if you're trying to like go out with them or whatever, you're, you're single and you're trying to go out with someone and you know that they read your message. Oh, you got left they, on red. Yeah, but they didn't respond to you. Yeah. They call that ghosting, right? So with this... 
you're basically kind of forced, I guess, to, you know, have an actual conversation with That'd them. That'd be so awkward. You call them back. Hey, how come you haven't responded to me? Yeah. Like you're, I don't know how the whole thing works, but, um, you know, like if you're doing that and you're with, and you see that someone's, and I, I, I don't know if, I don't know in terms of like how you, I don't know. I can't, I'm, I, maybe I can't if it's in the article or not. So I'm sorry if I didn't see it or not, but if you're on the app, right. And mm -hmm. you're going scrolling through, is it just like someone is it like just a picture of them or is it like actual, like you see, okay, you see one person. Maybe you it's a video. Oh yeah. You're probably right. Like you see them and they're, they're like talking or say, hi, my name is such and such. And I'm blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, that's pretty interesting. I'll, that's I'll probably work. how the profile would work. Probably. Yeah. The only thing I can think of that would be kind of weird about this is like, if you wanted to stay semi anonymous mm -hmm. until you met the person, because they might be a, a creepy stalker or something, then I guess that would be kind of bad. Well, that's actually um, something they mentioned. It said, Loco is free to sign up, but users will have to fork over $1.49 to use the app for a week and or $3.49 for a month. Having a small paywall helps to ensure users are the real deal as opposed mm. to being a bot, which I think is... Um, Unless you're like really dedicated to yeah. like, I don't know, kidnapping someone. I don't like, know. I'm, I'm just thinking about the... <laughs> Kind of the dangers of it. Yeah. I, mean, I have $3.50 to fork over. I can't wait to meet some lady and kidnap that little bitch and do all some good stuff, right? You know, hang her from the ceiling or something. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I know, right? Uh, cut out her kidney and sell it. I mean, we see anyway. that. We saw all those stories from, you know, from people who just use like Uber and Lyft or I'm sure like Tinder and Bumble, whatever other dating apps there are. I'm sure there's all kinds of horror stories that people have. I know. I'm so glad I didn't meet anyone on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway uh now we should get into weird news and wrap this up so we can get out of here yeah and now it's time for weird news there's some weird stuff out there. Like nature is scary, right? That's the whole like that Family Guy joke. Damn, damn nature, you're scary. Yeah. So speaking of that, uh, this really, really, this willy, willy, weird creature. Am, like, am I like Elmer Fudd? I'm hunting rabbits. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, so bizarre eyeless creature with dolphin-like head washes up on beach in Mexico. And for those who are seeing this, yikes! Look at that thing. That is some. That's like a dolphin with like sharp teeth. I don't know. Do dolphins have sharp teeth? They I probably do, right? I don't know. I think so. But it has no eyes and it doesn't have any fins. That's crazy. So, and it also looks like it's- Oh, um, there it is. There's a bigger oh, picture of it. Okay. Yeah, that- uh, It looks like a mix of like a worm and- Yeah, like a worm and a dolphin. It looks like a worm that crawled out of the deeps of the ocean mm -hmm. and also wants to eat you because it has a huge mouth. But no eyes. The the mouth's all white. It looks like it's been like snorting crack or something. I've been snorting some crack, yo. Woo! I mean, they're in Mexico. How dare you? Well, okay. So the only thing I can think of is like this has to be from deep in the ocean because, you know, when you're down that far, you don't really need eyes because mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to see anything anyway. Oh, that's what it says in the article too. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, because yeah, because there's no light down there. So why does it need eyes? They can okay, just like smell or, you but know. But the question is, how the hell did it get up here? 
I don't know, maybe maybe it was some food it really wanted and just kept going up and up and up. And then by the time it, you know, or maybe it died and just floated all the way up somehow. I don't know. The pressure of the ocean is extremely like pressurized down there though. So I'm kind maybe of someone Maybe someone um, accidentally like scooped it up when they were fishing or something. Somehow, some way it got in or you know, I don't know. Yeah, they were only fishing like hundreds of thousands of feet down <laughs> in the ocean. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's like it's another one of those um, things that you see. You know, here's another. That, that's crazy looking. But anyway, that looks like maybe that's the Loch Ness monster. Maybe, but it's another one of those things where you're just like, man, we don't know everything about the ocean. I don't know if we'll ever know everything. That's the thing that I'm just like, okay, we, people are really adamant about going into space because you know, yeah. like we have to have a space force and we got to go explore other planets. But it's like we haven't even explored the rest of our planet yet. Mm-hmm. Our planet, space. Isn't there a horror movie about like a team of people who go down in a submarine in into the ocean and then they get trapped down there? Remember? Oh, like a newer movie that came out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it had um Kristen Stewart. Uh maybe it was one that you said you wanted to see. Remember? It was like water. Oh, underwater. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Wow, it's yeah. called Underwater. Yeah. What a great name. Yeah, that, that kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Anyway, um, now we're going to go to our uh, Florida man story. Or actually, not really a Florida man story. It's but not it, a Florida it's man. Florida. It's a Florida story. A Florida snake? <laughs> Florida snake, yeah. Because the thing that we saw kind of looked like a snake, sort of. But This is for real, a snake. So, Florida snake orgy forces officials to close area of park. I mean, this seems like a pretty Flor- Floridian problem, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, look at the look at how they word this. Officials in Lakeland, Florida, say a number of reptiles have gathered this week to make love near Lake Hollingsworth. Make love, huh? They were sucking each other off. I mean, how, I don't even know how a, a snake reproduces. I'm not looking that up. You're not looking that up. Nope. Uh, they're identified as Florida water snakes, which are generally found resting in tree limbs over water or basking on shorelines. Um, is, is this crazy though? Like the the orgy was so bad that they had to close the park. Like how how many snakes were? Uh, I don't even know if it mentioned how many snakes there were. Look, it says this is not the first time that hum- that humans have stumbled upon a snake sex party in Florida. <laughs> oh my goodness! Is that a video or is that just a picture i think this is a no video, not that i mean that. it's just a picture okay we don't need to play the video yeah it just said a number of reptiles so i don't know if i don't know if they'll ever say but it's got it had to have been a lot of snakes for them to be like okay maybe we need to we need to shut down this area look it says it was intense it was a lot of snakes in one spot is that what they say when it's like a bunch of dudes fucking a lady. Man, it was, it was intense. There was a lot of snake at one spot. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was a good way to end the show, right? With a yeah. lovely sex joke. All right, guys. You know, sex joke. You know, Valentine's Day. You, you know? know what's funny? What? We talked about airplanes. We mm-hmm. talked about snakes. Isn't there a movie called Snakes on a Snakes Plane? Plane. Snakes on a Plane. Snakes on a Plane? That sounds good. Is that what I said? Snake, snakes on a Plane? Yeah, Snakes on a Plane. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Strap yourselves in. What about the steaks on what the plane? What the fucking windows? What kind of steak would you want on a plane? 
the the least poisonous one possible. I said steak. Uh, <laughs> the least poisonous one possible. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening and for a your support. A good way to end it is to die from a poisonous steak that you ate on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much again for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you for your support. And I think that's going to be it, right? Yep. All right. Bye. It's absolutely critical that you support free speech by supporting us on Subscribe Star. Link in the description. <laughs> <laughs>